0: evening and welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Let's uh, open up this perfect beer here because uh, uh, FC is a 3.0 and uh, some RGB tears in here uh, for that here. Uh, Royce, unfortunately, is uh, stuck at work. Uh, so uh, Royce, I hope you're watching and uh, sorry you weren't able to make it. But uh, it helps if you get up and do your job, my friend. Didn't okay. get get to be rewarded now, but in all seriousness, hope everything's all right with uh, Royce's and the work here. Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. Had a good weekend. Good Friday night. High school soccer,
1: right? Yep. Did a double header at Gus, and then had a little a little little travel to Lockhart to to meet up with a coworker. Got some barbecue, and then yesterday I did the. 50-50 podcast went over the some of the bracket busters that we're going to talk about on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it. there. There is one where you picked the state champion or state championship fun, uh, f- finalist and uh, they lost in the first round. And yeah, I gave up after that. I was like, man, there's a lot of luck wrestling out, but that's what we love uh, for here. So, on tonight's agenda, obviously, we're going to talk about San Antonio FC, uh, the big win that they had down in RGV however there is some questions maybe not on the pitch but off the pitch um especially with the uh, injury report that came out and uh who they took down uh to rgv in the depth with open cup coming uh you know and and i'm sorry if if we're playing phoenix or other elite teams you know we have phoenix this week here and that's our bench I'm a little bit more concerned uh, for it. I was concerned when they were playing play RGV, but I'd definitely be concerned if, if, if that continues. Um, uh, Jasser's back officially. I don't think we touched base on that uh, since last time. And then we will follow up with some CONCACAF and uh, World Cup uh, talk because this week, uh, tomorrow's the uh, last match, correct, uh, for the United States and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Tuesday and the draw will be Friday morning. I believe here stateside, uh, for that here to see, um, uh, I'm already penciling it or I'm put, I'm putting it in pen. Uh, the United States is going to the open or not to the open cup, but to the world cup, uh, for that here. I just don't see them giving up what they got to lose by greater than six goals. I think is what it is. No. So I just don't see that happening, but, uh, I guess anything's possible, but uh, um, Bruce Arenas isn't the coach, so um, <laughs> we won't we won't be sitting back and, and just absorbing everything. So shout nope. out at uh, Bruce Arenas there. Oh,
1: there's no Trinidad <laughs> in this game. <laughs>
0: uh, Bruce Arenas is the only coach I know that could be up three zero. Go to Mexico and just sit back and. Here, just shoot at our goal and uh, give up a 3-0 lead. So, but that's a it's a whole different discussion here. So, let's get started here. Um, I think this is probably the best place to start out here. Uh, the injury report came out. Uh, Santiago Patino um, out. He hasn't been healthy all year. You know, hopefully, he gets back soon. Uh, Mane, we knew about because he's out uh, twelve weeks here. Uh, Beckford, we had a, probably a feeling that that he was out, uh, f- you know, for that as well, because he was on the injury report. But our defensive midfielders, PC and Abu, both out of the match here. So, your initial thoughts when <laughs> when you either saw or heard that?
1: When I saw, yeah, when I saw the list, I was like, "Oh crap! <laughs> Who would he have on the bench?" You know, we're gonna go with only 15 players. <laughs> We're we gonna address yep. one of the keepers as a fuel player. <laughs> I had
0: to look it up. I was like, "How many do we need to have?" And then I was like, trying to figure out. And, and SA, you know, SAFC hasn't updated the uh, their their website with the uh, you know the academy signings or Jasser. Uh, to be honest yeah. with you, you know, because Jasser signed what Monday Tuesday of this week. So we're like, yeah. "Hey, is he hopping on the bus and going down?" But uh, i have a feeling he'll probably play.
1: In that, um, the Open Cup, That's just to get them in some some type of game shape.
0: Yeah. Well, what's crazy? If the Open Cup, San Antonio FC has to sign players. I, I don't. I don't think there's. You can't continue with this thin of a roster. Because mm-hmm. we don't even have enough players. Now I think Open Cup. You're not stuck with your, your master USL uh lineup so you could sign players for open cup only mm-hmm. they have done that in the past so like trialists that they want to maybe look at a little bit longer trials that are in camp that haven't signed I, I could see that some you know you know some youngsters now the only thing is is that they cannot be cup tied to a, another another club so yeah. uh that's the only thing here um and that will be so we play Phoenix on the second, on the fifth, they'll they'll be playing Defeaters here at Toyota Field. If you haven't got tickets, uh, uh, go to SAFC. You know they came out with a new app. If you haven't downloaded the SAFC app, download it. It's it's pretty good. Like I said here, there's no check-ins along those lines here, but uh, it is pretty interactive. Um, they had a over under on corners uh, for some uh, from sort of promotional item. Um, I picked the over. Everybody else picked the under, and, and everybody else won. So <laughs> for that here. So your thoughts on the injury reports? Anything that kind of sticks out to you? Think they? You think you know? I, I know we don't know if they're serious or not. Do you yeah. think this was just because? Hey, we're going against RGV, and we got Phoenix coming up next. Let's make sure we protect like PC and Abu who have who have a. a kind of been beat up uh, the last couple, first three games?
1: Oh, for sure. P- PC, because he-, he got mugged by Los Dos <laughs> in that game. Um, I didn't I didn't see much as far as with the booth. He got any, uh, you know, got knocked around or stuff. Um, I know Beckford, we knew he was out since, I know, the first game, because we saw him limp off and he got subbed out. And I was hoping maybe he'd probably get back, but. After this game, we'll see. We'll see if he comes back in the next game or not. We'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, I was a little surprised about Abu. Um, I'm just wondering what Patin injury, how severe it is because I know he had he had that stress fracture, you know, last year. You know, and I wonder if he re-aggravated it or, you know, hope hope not. You know, and honestly, well, he
0: played all through camp. That's the thing that kind yeah. of bothers me a little bit. Is um, it's kind of like Maloney was last year, where where they pay, played through camp, but then all of a sudden, he's not there during during the opening week. So
1: yeah. I wonder if it's in a hamstring issue or a groin injury that's kind of hampering him. That's a possibility, you know. And that's what I think when Maloney had the kind of the same thing, same issue, like a muscle injury. So I'm wondering if we're just like you know what, let's not rush him. Let's want to make sure that it's 100, percent and then. We'll put them in there, but you know, we, I, I like to see him play in that Phoenix game just to, you know, he he, he needs to kind of already going to kind of get it going. But if, there, if that's a precaution they're taking, then I fully understand. But on the flip side, if you're going to be doing, you know, you know they're not going to be coming back for a while, you do need to make some signings. And it was kind of, you know, interesting on the lineup that we had, and also who we had on the bench for lack of there, you know, you kind of have to wonder, okay, do we need to bring some experienced players to kind of fill our bench in the meantime?
0: Yeah, so the lineup's up here. Uh, it's what, uh, 3 three-four-three is what you would mm-hmm. say it is? Yeah. Um, PC did not play. That is actually uh, at DF, um for that here uh you know, uh, unfortunately there was, that tells me it was probably a late scratch, uh, that PC PC came out on, uh, to me, what strikes me is Maloney moved over to, uh, the DM spot for Abu Gomez and Gigi Torre uh, out on the wings, uh, to me, the back four, Bondia, Tainer, Garcia, Manly, to mm-hmm. me, they were, they were the stars of the match. And I know, you know, Collier, Lora, uh, David Lorera uh, and Justin Dillon, you know, you know, played their asses off, and especially in the second half. Uh, sacrificed offense for defense to you know to help help protect the lead, uh, but uh, you know Bunny in that first half, and, and we'll get to the highlights here momentarily. That that guy's that guy you, you can tell is special. You know just you know he was able to shut down Frank Lopez, um, his ability to, to get you know disperse the ball out, and um, unlike in previous years, he can get the ball down down the pitch where Matt was more play it out from the back. Uh, Bonillo will get it down to you know to, you know to the you know offensive third on, on the other side here so uh y- your thoughts on the starting lineup uh you know and, and I know options you know you could have picked the, the lineup just because they're there were you know the bench was Cardoni, far both goalkeepers Holt uh, Henrik uh, uh, sexog which is an academy player midfielder uh Kai, Luveri, which is a forward academy player so we had uh two goalkeepers three academies and then the only other professional player that that signed was jordan ayimbola uh who is a de- you know who you know who is a uh a defensive player um i think came on for uh gg troy yeah um, in, in the second half so uh, your thoughts on the lineup i know there's not a lot of flexibility that uh that Coach Marcina had, had to be able to pick?
1: Yeah, that I mean, I, I mean, kudos to Coach Marcina being creative, you know, for this game. And I, I don't know, maybe we had a feeling that maybe it was kind of like a throwaway game. You know, it's like, hey, you know, if we come out with a point, great. If we lose, well, you know, well, it's because we didn't have our players. But as far as with the result, you know, <laughs> it was a great result. But when you got to get – the thing is, our defense is winning – these games, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Manley Garcia and T- T- Tainer's ki- killing it. He's been, a he's been a man child there. <laughs> I'm glad we have him back. And, you know, just, you know, when you add Jasser later on, you know, Jasser coming back later on, you know, we just, like I said, we may have the best defense in the league, you know, just, I think, I think like Manley's really stepped up in his role.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like I said, Garcia, I mean, what what can you say about the back three? You know, those, those they're so far they've been the MVPs of of these first three games because they've they've been stepping up. Yeah, they had a little one miscue with that one goal, but that was off a set piece. But
0: and you're gonna have that. It's yeah, nobody. You know, I know uh, Mitchell Tanner put out a tweet, you know, saying, "Hey, it wasn't perfect, but we got we got the job done." And I'm like, no game's ever perfect. You can go through and pinpoint here, but you know, the, you know how how you fought for the badge. It, you know, you know to to me was a was a huge. A huge point. And if I'm, you know, and I've done my power rankings here and, you know, I'm not saying San Antonio's the best team because they're not right now, but they're also not clicking. And and if you look at, you know, if you follow USL tactics, you know, John from USL tactics, he still has us held down, but he even mentions injuries are the, are, are the, are the things that's holding us down. And yet, we're one of, I think, two just Colorado Springs and us that are still have the, the perfect, you know, 3 0 record. Um, there are other teams that are still uh, haven't lost uh, for that here, you know, but they've got a tie. Yeah. Uh, so, but to me, that, that's the scary, to me, that's a scary thought is um, for San Antonio FC, they're getting results probably in past years. I don't think, like last year, I don't think we get this result. No, remember um,
1: we, 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 we got pretty much ran out of that place because we NPC were
0: just because mm-hmm.
1: we were just too slow in that game. But if you notice that we have the speed now mm-hmm. to to catch up to anybody, to match up with anybody, and I, I think the Toros are probably were surprised how fast our team is, and they I think they took I think they also may have taken us lightly, and say Hey, well, they have a bunch of academy players." You know, on the bench, ah, we're gonna get three points out of this. But I mean, this team has a, a, a big pair of you know what <laughs> soccer balls, and, and that's what and that's what they're doing. They're playing lights out. I mean, they're going in with no fear. Hey, they're not. They're here, not making really much excuses. They're, they're just going out there and playing. And you know, this is the result we have, and it couldn't be more happy. This you mentioned the scary part is we're not a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. we and. Wait till we get to a hundred percent, and maybe even add a couple little other pieces like we did midway. You know, and then who who knows what this team can do? And know? I
0: will say, to be fair to RGV, because uh, on on get to know uh, you know RGV Toros that I did Friday night with Edson, RGV is also dealing with some injuries. You know, we know uh, Ollie's out, and, and some of their other players that they thought were going to be key key, uh, key keys to helping the team also has hasn't played so just you know just to be fair this is not a full rgb team as well uh for that here Mm -hmm. but let's get to the highlights this is courtesy of usl championship they're on youtube their highlights here uh for that here Tomorrow we begins going to be Frank Lopez, to kick it off. And we're underway
2: here at HEB Park.
0: First opportunity here.
2: Head for Treorde. Played back to uh, 32, a French teammate. He goes in front. Miller has to come out and stuff that one. A shot in close by San Antonio. And Miller bounces off a few players' feet before Milesevic is able to send it downfield. And now a chance here sent forward for Lopez, moving in on side. He shoots, save made by
0: Bonilla. So, what did you see on that play there of you know Bonilla's position as well as what caused uh, the you know the, the one-on-one that that pass? You know that kind of it was a little
1: lazy pass, and and I guess uh, Maloney didn't see the two defenders in between that space and. You know, then they still take it on a 1v1 there. Here, and watch it right here. If we spit up a for little bit. Best. See how the angle basically Obunia has the angle cut off. So he knows that if he's gonna go for an ear shot, it's gonna be with his hands. He's got he's got the far shot, you know, with his he can block that with his feet. And he knows that he's got a couple defenders there to cure it out. So when we, so he didn't and that's one thing Frank didn't break, see that. That his angles were cut off. I think the only chance he had was if he was trying to bl- it would try to blast it high into the corners, which would be a difficult shot to do.
0: What about Tainer's positioning here? Do you think he's putting pressure on Lopez here at all to where it's gonna cut back?
1: Yeah, I think he made him rush the shot a bit. You know, even if he tries to cut back, we got another defender to kind of cut him off right there, too. So
0: Garcia, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, Garcia's there. But Tanner really kind of made him shot, and you see how it was just basically it's blocked by his feet. So if he's gonna, Lopez was gonna shoot near post, uh, he would have gone. Bonilla would have gone on his hands. So that's kudos to Bonilla as far as cutting cutting off that angle there as a keeper should. You know, so that just shows the his his level of play when it comes to blocking angles on shots. Royce, uh,
0: nice looking shirt there, my friend.
2: Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Oh,
0: a chance here so, your thoughts the on, best on best the play on by Bonilla? I mean, he
2: he definitely got his angles right, and angles are something you learn with experience. Um, and uh, I mean, part of it's on um, I believe that's Taintor over there. Um, yeah, was the mainly on the right. right. There, yeah. um, it's him showing the inline, um, which is good, which limits the space. It means the RGV player can't cut back, um, which if he cuts back, he may have a better shot at it. But because is there to take a, uh, take away the cutback, then uh, Mol- uh, um, Bonilla can uh, kind of square up and he can center the space and where the angle's going to come for the shot. So... It's good on good on Taintor to get back because that's Manley's and obviously Garcia and um Millennium trying to get back, but Taintor's there in position, uh, and it helps uh, helps Bonilla get in position to make that safe, uh, which was very vital in this match.
0: And Frank Lopez, we've you know he came to San Antonio what, two years ago uh, for mm-hmm. here, so he's he's a proven goal three. scorer. we
2: three that was 2019 or 2019. Mm-hmm. On side. He should save made by Bonilla and then played out by uh, Carter Manley. Yeah, and then of course uh, something we saw a lot was uh, Frank Lopez. Whenever he misses, just
0: go ahead and go and hit the deck uh, just in case. <laughs> yeah. All right, here comes the goal for San Antonio. Right
2: there, trying to get to it. Here's a chance for San Antonio sit into the middle. And it's a goal. J.D. nipped goal it off of the defender there.
0: Yeah. They'll do a close-up here. Because as done soon done as done this done goal done scored, done. I got a message from uh, an RGV fan uh, that you know we, we banter back and forth about the foul. But I think when we were looking at it here, Rafa, uh, look dealing look with better, his pressing here. gets to the ball. Um, which would negate uh the foul then is I think is the discussion that you and I were having pre match, right? Yeah, you sweep the ball, you can see right there he's sweeping the yeah, ball away
1: and he and the player just falls over him.
0: That's, uh,
2: and and this match the whole match uh, JD's hustle would suck into none. Yeah. Um, this was definitely, um, dare I say, the uh, Justin Dillon coming out party because the op- <laughs> everything in the offense that we did revolved Went around him. him. Um, and his work rate, his work rate was incredible. Uh, without him, we don't win this match for sure. Um, and he looked great. It was it's great
0: performance. And that was a uh, Collier with the, with the cleanup goal here on the open net with assist by. Uh, captain maloney uh here on that here uh before we go further uh any thoughts on the lineup or the bench uh for here you know obviously uh you i could have picked out the lineup uh just because there was really not a lot of options pretty uh, much here but uh your thoughts on the lineup before we uh, proceed further
2: um a, a, a few thoughts um As he gets a little older, Maloney in the middle makes a lot of sense. um, And I think I would like to see a lot more of him in the middle. I think he played really well. Um, And that also allowed the wingers to get up a lot. Um, Traore and Ayembola were up a lot. And you don't see that with uh, Maloney. Maloney will stay back and the other um, winger will go up. Um, But Maloney helps cover. Um, a lot of the time, when Shannon would go up, Shannon Gomez would go up. Maloney would come fill a space uh, from the midfield, and they'd have you um, um, uh, 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 in the middle, kind of by himself as a lone six. Uh, which in the future that could be Mo, that could be PC. Um, which, ironically, that's what the uh, um, the formation said. We already but, covered um, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it worked really well. Uh, and I think that was a big uh, honus for SAFC putting this team together in the offseason was let's get a lot of players that can play in a lot of different places. Um, a lot of diversity. Um, Loera can play midfield as we saw. Um, whenever we're trying to defend a lead, he will drop into the midfield. Um, Juve literally played every single position except for goalkeeper last season for Austin. Um, Manley can play as a wing back, as a right back, as a right sided center back, or even a midfielder. Um, Maloney can obviously do a lot of different jobs. Um, that's just kind of, um, I think that's why they put this team together. Traore is a left back. He's also a left wing back. He's also a left center back, and he's a midfielder. Uh, we've seen that as well. So it's a very diverse team and and that's not even including PC and he can play as a left There's back as a midfielder. Yeah. It's all about versatility. Um, unfortunately I think the big thing about this formation, <coughs> excuse me, not, not necessarily about the formation, but the, um, uh, the roster that they put together this season. Uh, I think the, the gym, uh, uh, the thing that was supposed to be the big, ex- you know, the, the big exciting thing is um, kukutamane, and unfortunately, he's hurt until the second half of the season. But that's kind of what I've been saying: is I think the second half of the season, yes, we're starting out really strong. I think the second half of the season is going to be that much stronger.
0: With, because I know in in conversations we've had, saying, "Hey, we need another DM that kind of fills in for." You know, PC or Abu. I think we saw maybe that's already on the lineup that we didn't anticipate with Maloney. Yep, mm-hmm.
2: I agree with Maloney, and and obviously Juve can play everywhere. Um, unfortunately, he did get a yellow card, um, as the Troyore, and that's why Troyore came out later in the match, and uh, Ayimbala came in. Um, but yeah, uh, that is the thing that we did not count on is Maloney being in the middle. I had him outside, and I had Troyore inside. Um, not the case. And I see why Maloney looked, I thought he looked really good in the midfield.
0: He looked comfortable. Yeah. So, look at that beautiful turn. He really moved the way. ball a lot, too.
1: That, that was the key somebody that can distribute.
2: And this was just a hell of a, a play. That's, 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 That's tough. Color. That's, tough to, That's just tough to defend. That's just tough to defend. That was a really good and goal. Um, Juve um, make uh, follows that run from the midfield. Um, never really catches up to him, but that header is almost indefensible. Yeah, uh, it's just a great play. It's a classical. There's nothing else you can say. Yep. Just pick it out and try to score another one a minute later. That's all you can do. Which is what happened. Oh, speaking of. Yeah, a really bad touch there. JD to Loera and Loera
0: with the modern day Ever Guzman. If he would have walked it in. <laughs> it's gonna be a goal. If he would've walked a little bit in. more contact on this one here, though. Oh no, for sure. Um,
2: <laughs> but our
0: our leading goal scorer, by the way.
2: Yep. That's two for him, isn't it? So yeah, he is the leader.
0: And that's that's the that's the match highlights, I believe. Yep,
2: that's it. So. But you,
1: you notice on that play, that goal we got, our our mids and our fords really swarmed their midfield from really kind of starting their attack. And when we countered on them, we had all that spacing, and we just didn't let up. And that's what I'm noticing these last few games. We're not giving you opportunities to set your offense. Mm-mm. We're gonna swarm you. We're gonna disrupt anything. And then when we do steal it, you know, we're gonna go. We're gonna. School scoring you, and that's kudos to the coaching staff there. That you know, and I can only imagine once we get at full strength, yeah, what this was this all the speed that we have, what can we really do? That's going to be the scary part going into the you know, mid into the later season,
2: and and that's obviously what we're setting up. That's what Marcina has set up is a quick counter, a quick counter press, um, and go. And that's kind of what I've said from the beginning. That's what we're look like we're. We're setting up for, and depending on the phase of the game, um, it's going to be a very similar setup. It just depends on where that line is um, toward the beginning of the game, or even if we're chasing a goal, our line's going to be pretty high up and we're going to be doing that counter pressing. This is very much a Liverpool esque kind of thing, except uh, Liverpool does it in a 4 3 3. We're doing it in a 3 4 3. But that, that's exactly it it's a quick counter press, it's a quick attack. And when you have the likes of Cucuta Mane with his speed, when you have the likes of uh, DeShane Beckford with his speed, um, you have uh, Shannon Gomez on the right. You have uh, Gigi Traore on the left. That's so, that's an insane amount of speed. Um, that means your midfield can stay back a little bit and help defend. That means your center backs can kind of spread out a little bit because the team's going to be more worried about that counter press than anything. And we're seeing the results – already uh, in the setup pay dividends already um, and it, it we SFC is just an exciting team right now to watch
0: so some key stats here number one the reason why there's no highlights in the second half is I don't want to say San Antonio whoa, parked whoa. the bus but in the way they did they they put a lot of people back uh, Dylan uh, oh, uh, David. call your call your all played a huge part in that second half defensively. And it's and you could tell they sacrificed the offense. And to me the biggest way you can see that is overall, uh, you know possession of the ball, 66%, 34%, um, you know RGB to San Antonio. However, in the first half it was a 60-40, which is traditionally what San Antonio likes to keep. San Antonio had nine shots, six on target, you know, RGV, six uh, uh, six shots, four on target. Um, to me, the big one was, you know, through here, but then you go to the second half, it was 72% for RGV, 28%. To me, interception, you know, interceptions for 24 clearances, 15 aerial duels, one more important RGV kept trying to, cross the ball in, they were one for 22 or 5% on crosses in the second half.
2: Which if you remember last year, whenever we beat Austin Bold 3 nothing, that was the exact same thing for Austin mm-hmm. Bold, where they had cross after cross after cross, and we had clearance after clearance after clearance. This is a, a carryover from last season. But like I said, depending on the phase of play, in the beginning of the game, or if we're chasing a game, that line is super high. Mm-hmm. If we have the lead we're defending, that line is super low. But we're doing the same things. We're doing the same pressing actions, and we're doing the same count uh, countering uh, actions. The issue, kind of this time, is we didn't really have we didn't have subs available.
0: You didn't have a bench that
2: yeah. weren't yeah that weren't really academy players. So Justin Dillon kind of ran himself into the ground. Which I mean, once again, shout out to Justin Dillon. Mm-hmm. These three points are yours, just about single handedly, my
0: guy. When you have Mitchell um, Tanner calling him out, saying praising. Yeah. Praising him, you know, saying, "Hey, he's a key." That yep. says a lot when it when another when another player calls out, especially in this team or into defense. Uh, you know, for you know for the starting forward to call out on that. I think the only time I've seen that was what the uh, the first game last year um, with um, Patino when he came back and had that huge yeah. defensive play on the sideline. Yeah, that's the only other time where I've seen yeah where they lost
2: the ball they lost the ball super far at the box and he ran all the way from box to box in like the 85th minute and made the block that saved the game yeah that's that's exactly it um yeah (laughs) that's and he was on a hat trick at that point too and he got his hat trick after that and that's exactly what it is that's what it takes and that's what the marcina system kind of it takes a buy-in and these players have bought in um Uh, You just hope they get healthy. We need to get the roster healthy again. And it's a thing that happens. Um, The injury bug. And you got to work your way around it. And they're kind of navigating it pretty well. Um, uh, Rumor has it we may get some respite. We may get some uh, players back, which would help out a lot. Uh, But as I was saying later in the game, we didn't really have any subs um, that could come in. And J.D. and Elliot, I mean, they're big dudes uh, running around all the place. They kind of wore themselves out. Um, so we couldn't really counter that well. So we were more worried about defending. Um, as, as a very similar thing to the U.S. and Mexico match, where mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the match, uh, the U.S. was just spent. They were done. And so they had a, – a, the, like Yedlin was hurt, and they had to bring in defenders, and basically they just parked the bus until the end of the match for the last 10 minutes. Because they couldn't, they really couldn't do anything going forward. The only thing they had going forward was Gio Reyna making that insane slalomling run through the entire Mexico 11. Um, that's all they had. And because everybody was tired, I mean, hey, the outfit. salt on the Waffles, but
0: waffles rooms already. <laughs> I don't think
2: out. it's salt wound we're all going to the world cup uh the only time that salt's going to go on that wound is uh whenever mexico doesn't make it out of the group stage which is probably going to happen but we'll talk about that when we come to
1: (laughs) (laughs) it
2: but um no but it it was an impressive uh impressive match impressive performance especially for the lineup um and it's something to build on for sure because i kind of chalked it up as either a draw or a loss and they prove me wrong they did really well and hats off to them some great performance and I'm looking forward to saturday
1: I, I also think we will you know all this i think we do still need to add a little a little more depth and and i don't know if they're already have the target on some of players already but we do need you know for a situation like this because you know let's say if we're in the situation like this with phoenix we, we definitely will probably lose this game or maybe you know, it, it, it was maybe Sacramento or, or mm-hmm. Colorado, especially if Colorado has no speed. But, yeah. it, honestly, we do need to bring in, like I said, maybe another forward or, or, or a hybrid, someone that can play like a false nine. Um, definitely another another uh, central mid to kind of help, you know, add to some little depth, even though we could put Maloney out there. You know, we, we, we need to be adding some more, maybe two or three players. I know we have Jaster, but he's going to take some time you know yeah
2: he's got to get the match fitness for sure yeah,
1: yeah. so but and, and
2: i mean at the same right i mean you got patino that's your that's supposed to be your number one forward mm-hmm. uh you got- be- uh beckford that's your backup 10 for the loero spot you have Mane. he's supposed to be in there you know probably slotted as the second forward next to patino uh with the 10 behind him you have those players they're just <laughs> they're injured man um maloney is obvious i think maloney is the backup six if i'm completely honest that's what um, i think now too yeah and i think you're gonna see him in the middle a lot and you're gonna see triore uh triore ayembola and gomez out on the wings um your thoughts, on, your thoughts on jordan
0: um i thought that RGV targeted him in, and oh. quite a bit and we're, you know, just being transparent, I thought we were kind of lucky to still finish 11 11. Number one, I thought Collier could have got a second yellow earlier in the second half, and Jordan, uh, Yambala, you know, could have, you know, possibly have got a second yellow l- later on. But your thoughts on how Jordan did that was his first appearance for San Antonio FC? Uh, Rafa, good.
1: No, I think he did well. I mean, just being thrown into he was thrown into the fire but you know he did he did his role he played well uh, he's just gonna get better from you know the more time he gets I, I think I think the, the cards are more out of just inexperience or just you know I, I know that first when he got the first, well the only card he got you know he was he was beat on that play and you know he could have defended a little bit better you know he just could have followed through with that play and maybe end up blocking the cross. You know, he didn't really have to bring him down, you know. But that in time, <coughs> excuse me, he's gonna learn how to how to do those things, you know, properly and so forth. So, you know, the sky's the limit with him. And like I said, he's he's gonna learn from the other guys, like from Maloney, P.C. and all that. It's, mm-hmm. So we're we're fine to have him on there, you know. But
2: uh, my first impressions of Ayimba is he's big. Holy crap, I did not <laughs> expect him to be that big. He is intimidating. Um, and yeah, he was a little slow on a, on his tackle that he got the yellow for. Um, but game speed will come to him. Uh, but he is a specimen, dude. That dude is a giant, and I'd love to see that. I'd love that guy on my team for sure. Um, Troyori looked really good, although we did have he also got a yellow for. He was a little late on a uh, kind of a desperate challenge uh, 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 there. Uh, RGB's right winger had made a run past him. So it was kind of a do or die. Either I foul him now and get a yellow card or he's getting in that box right now uh, or he's going to put in a very dangerous cross because he has space to cross. So he took one for the team and took the yellow. It, that was a pretty ugly one. Uh, and that's why Troy came out. That's why Yembela came in and pretty much the same thing happened. But Yembela got forward a lot, but mm-hmm. That is a big guy. That is a big dude. Maloney um, has a six. I was pretty impressed by. Um, Juve also got a yellow for a very similar tackle where they got by him and he knows he's the only one and he's going to have to take that. That I love to see that because I know Ju- Juve just turned, what, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. That was a PC foul if I've ever seen one in my entire life. That is a PC told him, if somebody gets by you, You kick the shit out of them uh, and go borderline red, but get that yellow because you're going to need that um, because it's going to save a goal. And that's what you need to do. And that that felt like a baton kind of being uh, passed right there.
0: So before we get to this week's, uh, you know, just highlighting uh, some of the top matches in uh, USL Championship, mainly focusing on the West here. Uh, on Wednesday, we have the high school show where uh, Rafa and I are going to go over the brackets. Rafa is going to preview what what round will we be in the semis.
1: Well, we'll be past third round. We'll the be, area, right? Tomorrow's the area round, and then oh. we'll be discussing who's going to the regional quarterfinal on Friday, Saturday
0: and so we'll have that and then on friday uh i have uh, been able to get owen evans uh who is part of go phoenix GoPhnx.com, uh who covers the rising who will be in town on <clears throat> saturday night uh for that match here uh so if you want to join uh, either rafa or royce uh, on friday at seven uh we'll be having owen kind of talk about rising and there's a lot to talk about rising right now uh They've lost two straight. Uh, they lost uh, to San Diego, where, in my opinion, they were outplayed majority of the match, with the exception of about a five-, ten-minute period when uh, Ryzen got back into it with goals by Musa and uh, uh, Um But then Alejandro Guido uh, in the 76th minute uh, put it away for the Loyal getting uh, a big 3-2 win uh, out in Phoenix. Uh, Sacramento beat Tulsa. Uh, was, you know, another one. Uh, Colorado Springs remains perfect with a tough road win, uh, 2-0 over Birmingham Legion away. Uh, but to me, the match, uh, Monterey Bay, Sam Gleadle, they got their first win uh, against Oakland Roots on Saturday night. But your thoughts on El Paso, Vegas. Uh, it was during our marathon uh uh, UIL bracketology, soccer bracketology. Uh, Rafa and Coach Cano and I were uh, watching it and following it along. 0-0 zero, zero at half finishes four, uh, uh, five four in favor of the lights. Rafa, your thoughts? I don't know if you saw the highlights or your thoughts on El Paso because that seems to be a story right now.
1: It was like a marathon. Like with ours, we're going six hours. <laughs> um, I was a little surprised that they that El Paso allowed all those goals and then I thought some, some of the mistakes they were making in the back were like, you know, they had kind of hyped this team up and you know, I know they had a coaching change but you know, they were just hyping them up oh, there's going to be a contender and they didn't really look like a contender because they were just making real dumb mistakes in the back and basically they just handed Las Vegas goals you know, to the entire game so I was like, I am surprised that they gave up no, I thought it was going to be the like a blowout, but it ended up turning out a almost like a route for Las Vegas. But it was, like I said, just a back and forth game.
0: Your thoughts, uh, Royce, on El Paso and their zero and three record and negative four uh, goal differential, allowing a league high ten goals. Yeah, I watched
2: that match. Um, I watched that match from that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a word for it. Um, <laughs> whenever uh, I think USL had posted, I think they tweeted uh, lights are up. Was it three, nothing in El Paso? Yes. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll watch El Paso come back. Cause I know uh, lights can't defend to save their lives. And I was right. <laughs> but El Paso also couldn't defend to save their lives in that match. Um, yeah. And I was surprised that, um, the lights player was the only player to get a red card in that. Uh, at the end of the match, um, uh,
0: I was surprised he, about he, that as well. He
2: went in uh, with the with I mean he went in with the with the hand, with an open hand and shoved. Uh He missed the chest and got the throat, and that's why he got the red. But just before he, as he's making contact, Yuma also pushes him in the throat. Yes. So I think or that should have been the a
0: guy that went and got the ball from the player. To me, that should have been, yeah, that, that started it right there. Yep, it was you, the instigator. You, yeah, you let the ref handle it, you know, time wasting, they'll add it on, but yeah, yeah,
2: no, just for just the lights player to get the red, that was a little like I get it, he was the aggressor, but you had two other aggressors at the same time. You've it, you know, uh, I'm not complaining, I'm just saying we know how officiating is in this league, um, and we know you, yeah that that's that's correct um but at the same rate um man El Paso's defense just looks shambolic um and I know one of their big things I know Newton hasn't played keeper what over a year he was injured with the 11 yeah Yeah.
0: um
2: and he's just kind of coming back um but I think it's on the manager uh for El Paso that you know you have a keeper that's out of form. You know you have a low confidence keeper, and yet you're still going to try to maintain this. Um,
0: well, he's not um, a sweeper keeper either. No, he's that's not. That's the other you're, issue.
2: You're, you're going to try to maintain this um, high distribution uh, goalkeeper setup with a goalkeeper that doesn't distribute um, very often, and he's never really done it in his career. It's kind of a, it's a very strange option, um, and it's definitely one of those things where. Uh, fitting a you know a square peg in a round hole you, you're having problems with it you've got to adjust something to your game plan and there he hasn't adjusted anything your cat's opening the door that's fantastic um so um yeah it's it's kind of baffling um, at the same time El Paso can score when they want to against a not so mature defense um, which they their offense look good uh, for sure uh, hold on, uh, hold on.
1: Uh, well, I don't think they have but, the, the offensive to the, the get past our defense.
2: Well, and that'll be an interesting thing that, that I want to see is how they do against a, um, a a USL championship defense, not an MLS next um, defense. Um, and that'll be the interesting thing to see. Um, the and how much they have to bunker how, what what comes out of this because their game plan is not working and they've got to adjust something for sure.
0: But we talked about that before the season started with them on San Antonio struggles because they're playing a lot, how San Antonio plays that high press along those lines. But San Antonio struggles on baseball pitches. We struggle in, in El Paso. We struggle um, in Tulsa when we have to go there. We struggle in, in New Mexico so, I question on number one. The I understand that may be the coach's philosophy, but playing in a narrow pitch is that really the best best philosophy to be, be playing?
1: I, I think there you, you have to play if you are going to play on a narrow pitch. And that, this is something I brought I was brought up actually last night when I was with the fifty fifty podcast, coach from Bernie. He mentioned, you know, you got if you are going to play in a narrow pitch, you basically got to go direct. You got to go at him. And 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 we have the players to do that, and and I think if we, wherever we're playing at, whether Las Vegas or El Paso or New Mexico, mm-hmm. I Paso think that's the, that's the approach we're going to have to play is play them direct, and hopefully be able to get behind them on those through on those through balls just to get the, to get the goals in. And I don't think really El Paso is really doing too much of that, which they should be because that's their pitch. But I don't know, there is, is they haven't really grasped whatever coaching philosophy they have with that you know, with, with them right now. But the thing is their liability is their goalkeeping and their defense. And that's where they're allowing a bunch of goals.
2: Yeah. The, the real interesting thing um, about El Paso, it's, I mean, they have a baseball field pitch. It's, it's narrow, uh, big surprise. It's the same thing as New Mexico United and what New Mexico United has done on their field. They don't play with width at all. If you're going to play sweeper keeper, you need width and that's kind of the weird thing i mean look at um the only all stadium where um the Bayern munchin play look at um the uh not the emirates what am i talking about um where manchester city plays i can't think of the stadium uh nobody cares Hod, the Eddie um super wide super big pitches um even on even at wembley manchester city super good at wembley on the cup games because it's the biggest pitch in in england um And that's why they play distribution. And that's why we do so well on our field. That's why we did so well at RGV. That's why we did so well at uh, Los Dos. They all have the normal soccer pitches where the wingbacks can go wide, the keeper can distribute wide. And that's why we haven't historically done well at the baseball pitches because they're not. And so the keeper, once you get it, you have to go direct. You just go forward and you have to beat them that way. Um, And for El Paso to try to do the you know sweeper-keeper Distribute wide when you don't have Width on your pitch physically It's baffling, it really is I, I, I don't get it
0: But I will say Seriously Loco, like I said here, I think that'll be A must listen show this week uh, For it here, but the Final topic, uh, we gotta get to CONCACAF uh, This is where we're at the moment, uh, mm-hmm. Canada's already Qualified 28 points uh, in my opinion, the United States has already qualified, um, nice I know Canada, the big,
2: that was the big surprise out of, uh, this qualification is Canada making. well, besides Italy, not making the world cup for the second, second time in a row, World Cup in a row, eight years without that's, that's awful for Chiellini and Bonucci, but wow. Um, the big surprise is Canada. Congrats to Canada. Let's not talk about Italy. Congrats to Canada. That's awesome, man. I'm happy for them.
0: U.S. Uh, gets Costa Rica on, on uh, what, two days from now, Wednesday. Uh, Mexico gets uh, El, Salvador. El Salvador. Your thoughts on how this last uh, match day uh, sets up? We'll go with you, Rafa, with Mexico.
1: Uh, they'll, they'll get the one with El Salvador. I mean... Or really, re- and technically, all they really need is a winner or a tie, and they're, they're in, the game's at home, so I think that should not be a problem. I think there was a comment made yesterday, but Alvarez the one that scored the goal. I think I think they came to a realization that they got to play with more heart, and we'll see after what happens after if they do qualify, if they make a coaching change or not, because um, this team really needs to get inspired. by by November (laughs) or not, it's going to be a disaster for them. Um, As far as with the U.S., like I said, U.S. winter time. The interesting thing is with Costa Rica, I read an article, Costa Rica has a guy with eight yellow cards, and they're like, should we just throw the game and roll the dice and play that that qualifier game in New Zealand with all our players, or do we just go all out against the U.S. and risk? having those players not play that last that quote for a game. So it's gonna be a tough choice what Costa Rica, what decision they make, you know, going into that last game.
0: Because realistically, I never say neighbor with the United States, but United States isn't losing by six goals or more. No. Um, Mexico should be able to handle business, but even if they don't They still have to make up a plus four goal differential on that. So let's say Mexico loses by one, Mm. you know, for that it's still three goals that they would have to beat. I still don't think Costa Rica gets three, you know, past the United States either. So, Royce, your thoughts on United States number one? Their their performance on this cycle: a one-one draw in Mexico and then uh, uh, trouncing uh, Panama uh, last night five to one.
2: Go USA. That's it.
0: (laughs) So the draw for the world cup is April 1st. um, Right. Yeah. Friday, April 1st should be in the morning here. uh, April fools. And Rafa and I were discussing most likely the United States and Mexico, unless you finish in that fourth slot, we'll probably be in pot two. So uh, just, you know, based on the rankings where they're out already and, and, Teams that, you know, can qualify or are already qualified. So odds of them dropping below into pot three is pretty slim uh, for that here. So final thought. So we might get out of here at a reasonable time. Oh <laughs> uh,
2: Yeah, just uh, real quick. Uh, Albert Pujols is back home in St. Louis. Um, all is right in the baseball world. Um, oh, that's cool. all I got. I'm so happy. Uh, I could not be happier. It's his and, retirement uh, year, right? Yeah, it's his last he's he announced it's his last ride. So I think this is the last year for Wainwright, it's the last year for Yachty, last year for Pooh's on the same season. Uh, I'm gonna try not to get emotional. Um that, that's my childhood right there. Honestly, that's my childhood uh growing up as a teenager watching them and till now it's I it's amazing that, that's all I got. Uh, and go SAFC on Saturday,
0: Rafa. Your uh, final thoughts? The final thoughts. Um, I guess,
1: uh, tomorrow, very interesting matchups. Uh, can San Antonio finally get the monkey off and beat these Austin teams? And we have some pretty good, like, can they knock off Westlake, Lake Travis, and the Ron Rocks? You know, boy, both the men's and the women's teams, you know, can they do it? And if they can, great, because now we have could have all San Antonio maybe finals. I know some, we have some teams, San Antonio teams, going through the Valley districts. Uh, Harlan's got a big, big tough one coming up against Bronze Rivera. That's that's probably one of our games of the week. And the girls' side, Brennan, they have show, showdowns with her, you know some of the Valley teams as well. So good luck, good luck to all those teams. And then we'll see where I'll end up live streaming. Um, Tomorrow I may be going out west, little little out west, uh, little little town. That has a nice little bakery, so you may be you may be seeing me there live stream that game and uh just oh also kudos to uh, all the viewers from the Friday's live stream. I had I think over a thousand people on there. There, were, yeah. So kudos to that for both games and. I think they reached out to him and said, "Hey, if we if we win and play at San Antonio team. Can we watch against it? Like, yeah, go right ahead if we, if we get
0: promoted."
1: So, so thank you guys for you guys for all the likes and the views. So, and then yeah, go ahead, SAFC. Let let's let's give a uh, Phoenix a third straight loss for the season.
0: It'll be tough. And and like I said, my final thoughts. I want to thank Edson and Jacob, both from down in the valley. Uh, Jacob came on and did the high school show with us. Uh, Edson did the. Um, did the uh, uh, the get to know RGV uh, kind of match preview on really mainly looking at their side uh, for that here? Uh, thank you, uh, Coach Kano, with the fifty fifty podcast, and oh, I forgot uh, Felix. Yep. Uh, Felix out in El Paso. Uh, thank you for coming on. Like said so here, the the six hour show was was a lot of fun. A little tiring. Uh, we might need to work on. on I don't know how we can get it shorter. I don't, you know, it's not like you can do it on a different day because of the, the um... we, we just give good an analysis. Cause we really broke down a
1: lot of those records. We broke and...
0: down a lot of matches and I think it's just one of those. I, I didn't put it on a podcast cause yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, even I won't listen to a six hour podcast and I'm not going to take that up. If you download our podcast automatically. So it's, you know, if you do want to catch it, it's on the YouTube uh, you know, in Twitter and Facebook, I think you can go back and rewatch them, but uh, that episode I did not do a- as a podcast here for obvious reasons. Uh, but want to thank everybody, you know, for tuning in. Uh, Robert, uh, Matt, thank you both for you know, for comments. Uh, AJ, thank you for uh, listening. I know you didn't comment on this one here, uh, but for me, it was kind of a, a cool day today. AJ got to try out for his uh, middle school soccer team, um, which was kind of a cool dad moment, uh, you know, for that here, although I went and watched. Uh, part of the practice, and he's you know because he has part two tomorrow. He's like, Dad, you're not going to come watch tomorrow. I'm like, Well, to embarrass you? He's like, No, but oh, <laughs> man,
2: yep, yep. Uh,
0: it was one of those. My dad's not here, and it was one of those things where you know, kind of you know, one of those full circle you know moments in life where. You know, I remember my dad taking me, you know, for football and wrestling, and and I finally get to do it with AJ here. So you got to uh, show him
2: the uh, the bull Durham clip where the uh, <laughs> the pitcher's all in his head because his dad's <laughs> filming him, and the catcher has to go out to the young pitcher and go, "That's it's your old man. He's as full <laughs> as crap as anybody. He doesn't matter. You need to focus on the
0: game." Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, it, it was like I said here, it was. It, it, you know, it's one of those cool life events that, you know, walking away, I, you know, it's was like, hey, this is kind of cool. And, and um, especially having lost my dad, well, it's been 15 years, you know, it was one of those things that that still, Man. St- still, 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 you know, you, you still remember like yesterday. So, you know, cool dad moment uh, for that here. I know Royce is getting to, you know, share his baseball love with, with his son. Yeah, uh, he had his
2: first T-ball games this weekend. Speaking So, it, so like yeah,
0: here. it's exciting. But we got to get out of here. We're under an hour, uh, which I think is the first time in, in a long, long time. Um, I guess it makes up for that six-hour <laughs> show. Uh, but what's life without goals? I uh, hope everybody has a great day. Uh, if you can, tune in on Wednesday. If you can, tune in on Friday. And, of course, if you go to our website uh, – hold on one second here. I've got to get better at promoting this. Uh, SATXsoccer.net. Yeah. There is a little microphone in the bottom right-hand corner. If you ever want to leave a message for us on the game about the show or just to say hi, please do. Uh, but what's life without goals? Uh, we're out of here. Peace. See you.